Happy Saturday, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Crow's Nest. I'm your host, Thomas III, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Kevin Crow. How are you doing today, Dr. Crow? Doing well, doing real well. So uh, we got a lot of a lot of stuff in the news, a lot of different a lot of different stuff going on um, everywhere. I mean, it's like tensions are rising, and and um, there's a lot of a lot of racial tension everywhere. And now, in the middle of of everything, you have this guy in Minnesota who was killed by a cop on on video with his with his knee in his neck. While he's uh, um, saying he can't breathe and and pleading, while while three other cops stood by, so we found out now that um, that those four cops have been fired, but haven't heard about charges on any of them. Um, and we've also heard that the victim is actually the brother of uh, ex NBA player Stephen Jackson. So. Um, it's getting more and more interesting to see how all this is going to uh, kind of affect a lot. Cause like I said, the racial tensions are already high in a lot of places. And, and um, so what, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, the first thing is, like I said, they took the people off the fourth, which is a good first step. Um, I wouldn't be concerned that they haven't pressed charges yet, because if you want to make a case, you want to have all your ducks in the row. Because, as you know, you can only try one person once. If you get it wrong the first time, you can't try a person a second time. So um, the fact that they, haven't, that they haven't pressed charges doesn't mean that they won't. It means that they'll, you know, they want to make sure that they get their ducks in a row. So I wouldn't the, – the thing is, in any one of these cases, you don't want too much outcry and to get somebody to push to jump the gun quickly. You want justice. But you don't want to rush. Um, you want to make sure that if, that if people are guilty, and I, again, I'm not saying they're guilty or not. What I'm saying is, if they are, you, you always, you know, a lot of times in cases like this, people want to hurry up. They want to try them, convict them immediately right then. You've got to get your ducks in a row. So, so again, the first step is, is like you said, they have rem- Course, that's a good first step. But again, I'm not I'm not convicting them right now. I mean, everybody deserves a trial, but you know that's the first that's the first good step. The thing that we should watch for, though, is, and all sides will do this is, it is the media itself likes to sell news, and so well, the way you do that is you play on people's emotions. You know, a lot of people will say they'll have a political agenda, and and don't get me wrong, um, you know. Um, but also they have an agenda to get people stirred up just so they can watch, you know, so they can sell products and stuff. And especially at a time right now where we're already dealing with all this lockdown stuff and everything, you know, it, it's it's we don't want to keep raising tensions. What we want is you want justice. I mean, you want you want you want a, 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 court, a, a trial. You want that. And again, I'm not saying a conviction because I'm not going to convict anybody before a trial. But you don't want to keep adding flames to the fire at this time or at any time. Um, and like I said, in the past, all groups have made have made hay on this. You know, they'll they'll push an agenda, get people fired up, which causes even more violence a lot of times. But but by the same token, 
you know, you can't just gloss over anything either. I mean, things have to be investigated. Um, you know, um, people need to be tried. You know, if they're if they if they've got the if they've got the evidence, you have to do that. Then. Well, the the um, the first, I mean, the evidence is that. Oh yeah, there's was, enough evidence. There's enough evidence to. There's enough evidence to launch an investigation. There's no doubt on that. I mean that that that's true. That is I feel, certainly. I feel true. like there's enough evidence to arrest somebody. I mean, you don't you don't have to know what you're yeah, charging yeah. them with whenever you're. You don't have to know what what degree of murder you're charging them with whenever you you know that you need to make an arrest, because I mean that's that's the first step, right? That's the first thing that should be done is that. It's it's there's a wrong that's been done. A man's life has been lost. No, no. What I'm saying, though, Thomas, is is you also you also want to make sure you don't want to leave any doubt for like a mistrial. You know, um, and what I mean by that is is let's say they're guilty. Okay, I'm not saying they are, but let's say they are. Um, option for uh, where they're where, and this is in any case. Where uh, you know the lawyers can, uh, their lawyers can say, well, you know, the the, the 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 jury pool's been corrupted already, or something. That's that's what I mean. Um, you you want to make sure to have as much stuff lined up as as quickly as possible. So again, you, you, let's make sure that they're methodical about what they do, um, because if they're guilty, you want a conviction. Does that make sense? Um, and again, I'm not saying they're guilty or not. What I'm saying is, is you want to make sure that the, uh, uh, you you want to make sure, you want justice served, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, this this same uh, cop apparently was involved in the killing of a, a Native American man about a year ago, or not even quite a year, something like that, um, in in Minneapolis. So apparently, he's had a, a history of this, and and. There are a lot of people who are skeptical, like myself, of of any kind of investigation where cops investigate themselves. You know, like there's, well, no, no, this this will be, like I said, what you want to hear. This will go over, obviously, to the to the to the district attorney. Um, I'm not I, I'm not saying leave this up to uh, internal affairs. I'm well, I think the FBI. Yeah. I think the FBI is involved already, anyway. Yeah, and now and, and again, still even that you want to you want to make sure that they have the ability to line their ducks in the row first. Um, what what I'm saying, what you don't want to happen is for there to be like in the like in that community riots, things like that. That just you know, a lot of times when there's an injustice, a lot of times it, it's the community itself. If if things get out of hand, that will suffer the most. I mean, you don't want to just like I said, to have riots, to have stuff like that where other people are killed. What you want to do is you want the you want you want the legal system to handle it. Now I understand when people protest. I'm not saying not protest. You know, if it, if it's slow, if we're let's say we wait, I don't know, three months and there's not, you know, there hasn't been an announcement. Okay, I get that protesting or something. What I'm saying is is you don't want people to take violent action that will, you know, attack their own community. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. And, but at the same time, I think that people, um, are demanding action right now. 
because with any other situation, if the if the roles were reversed, there's no waiting to get any ducks in a row. There's not waiting to make sure that anything. If if somebody killed a cop on camera, they're they're lucky to be arrested without being killed before they're arrested. Well, and also see what happens in the next couple of weeks. I mean, you know, very soon they may be arrested. Again, I don't know, but they very well could be. You also check and see, you know, is there flight risk? Is there things of that nature? So, again, another thing is let's say this would have been, I don't know, a multi-billionaire that did this, you know, that was the – you know, that, that committed the crime. Well, sometimes you have to act quicker even on that case because they're a real flight risk or anything. So, again, there's all that to take into consideration to see, you know, what happens with the DA. The thing about the DA position that, that, that people do have an advantage, since that's an elected position, the people there can hold, you know, the DA accountable and get him to, you know, if they think that he's not moving, they can put pressure on him to move. Um, so how how likely is it that you think that that somebody will be arrested in this case within the next few days or few weeks? I don't know. I, I think there'll be charges filed. I do think that, um, you know, I think I, I think that will happen. Um, now the question is how many? Does that make sense too? But but um, but but that will. You know that will that will happen. Here's the thing: you've got to look at this. A lot of times, when when you look, for example, and, and we have to, and and you know, as a historian, I always look at stuff that's a little more distant, not far distant, but a little more to see how things actually play out, give time things to play out. And you might remember this in the '90s when people were there was always this fear. There's a huge upsurge. You know, they would talk about of of hate crime. You'll remember this during the Clinton administration. Huge upsurge of, of hate crime, all of this, all this. But if you actually look at it, there wasn't that many cases. You had them, and they were outrageous cases. But there wasn't numerically that many. You had the, uh, you'll remember the guy Bird, who was who was dragged, uh, the black guy who was dragged by, um, you know, some white people in Texas. Um, you'll remember there was some um, some spe- some white members of the of, of paratroopers or special forces that killed a black couple in. Um, North Carolina, and then it seems like there was a there was a guy who killed I think some members of the Sikh community or something, but there wasn't that many cases, but they were outrageous cases, so it made it seem like it was more rampant than what it was. But on all those, if you look at they played out, I mean the people that the people that drug um, uh, Mr. Bird to his death. They've been executed. I mean, justice was served. I mean, they, they received the death penalty. Um, you had a conviction again with the, with the, um, with the two members of the paratrooper. I mean, all, in other words, all those cases, those people were convicted and justice was served. So the thing is, a lot of times we'll say, oh, this is it. But, but usually if you actually look at the cases, the justice, I mean, justice is served. Um, and everything. So that's that's what we want to kind of, you know, watch for. Um, you know, let it play out. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. You know, I, I watched a documentary about the whole um, the Waco, the Branch Davidians, and all that, and how that kind of. Oh yeah, the the, the one on the one on um, 
on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And that gets back to my point, too. Go ahead. Say what you were going to say, but that gets to what, one of my points. I was gonna, I'm was i glad you brought that one up. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it, it just kind of highlights the mistrust of the government that people have. You know, you have... That's right. And, yeah, and, that, and you'll you have, notice... You know, Wounded Knee, the way that that went down, Leonard Peltier still, well, be, and again, still being and, in jail... And, and, you know. That's right. And again, this is something that this is something that will bring both Waco and w- Wounded Knee together. And that is in both cases with Wounded Knee and with Waco, the problem was when you didn't get justice served, you're dealing with a more distant form of justice. In both cases, the ones who acted with malfeasance was the federal government. Um, um, you'll notice. And the farther removed you are, and this is why. This is why I say allow the DA there the time to get the ducks in the row because it's not necessarily a good time that you've brought in the FBI. Does that make sense? Um, you want people that can be held who, who prosecute the case that can be held accountable politically. Let me give you let's go back to that Waco case. You'll notice this. On the Waco case, you'll remember the people that were in the compound. Um, they were leery for obvious reasons of, of the ATF, the FBI, because they, they had uh, seen what had happened with, um, um, on Ruby Ridge yeah, a little Ruby bit before. And, you, and you'll remember what they wanted to do. They wanted to talk to the sheriff, and there's a reason for that. Now, there's pluses and negatives of sheriffs, but the plus thing about a sheriff is, a sheriff's department, sheriffs are elected officials, and so – The one group that has the most accountability for law enforcement are sheriff departments because they are elected. I mean, they are the people's representative. My brother, who's retired both from – he was a retired Tulsa police officer, and he worked for the Tulsa County one for a little while. And he noticed that, that a lot of times the, um, um, they would have somebody that they would be questioning, and they would request the sheriff. They said, I want to speak to the sheriff's department instead of the police department. Uh, Tulsa County has um, – it has uh, the police have jurisdiction over the whole county, but there's also a sheriff's department there uh, too. And so a lot of times, um, you know, your accountability, um, you want – this is why I say – excuse me, even though it's not the sheriff's department. This is why I say leave it for the DA right now in Mil- in, in um in Minneapolis because give them time to pursue the case. Um, and again, that's, that's what you want to look at. You want to look at which agency is the most accountable to the people um, and, and let them you know, get their ducks in the row. So at, at what point do the actual agencies become accountable for for death for allowing these people to continue to work for them when they have all these red flags when they have these you know there's there's so much that people can do after the fact to go look at your past you know your your tweets or your social media stuff and and some of the stuff that you're pushing out and and the way that you the the stuff that you've gotten you know gotten kind of in trouble for over over time but has been allowed to keep on going like there, well, there's and that's, a pattern you know, and there. that's yeah that's a, that's a good point too because as we've said and we can go back even in in oklahoma this isn't law enforcement but it's the same thing you know we um uh county commissioners 
had the, uh, and this goes back to one of the things we talk a lot about in this radio show about how to hold people accountable. And theoretically, county commissioners, you know, will represent the people. But you remember a few decades ago here, the county commissioners were so corrupt here, we had to call in the feds to clean them up. Mm. And so if you had a, if you had a place that had a long history of corruption, of institutional corruption, that's when you can bring in an outside system. Now, as of yet, you know, the jury's out on, you know, you may have, let's see how this plays out with this trial. Does that make sense? I don't know that there is a history of, I'm not from, I'm not from Minneapolis. I want to stress this. Okay. Um, I'm not, I, 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 I don't know that there's a history of institutional corruption in Minneapolis. Uh, there may be, like I said, we may have found something with this um, with this officer in the past. If so, that can be brought out, and that can still be used as a pattern. I mean, if you're if you're going to convict him, but again, it doesn't necessarily mean the whole department is that way. Um, I, you know, they may have a very large, a very large. Um, institution. I mean, I can say this, working as a, as a professor, you know, at different universities, um, you know, in general, uh, an institution can still function, but you still have a bad apple every once in a while in an institution. That's everywhere. Um, you know, if you think about this, if you think about schools, for example, you know, you always, there, uh, large school districts, there will be a teacher who is, um, you know, I don't know, who may rape a student or something. That doesn't mean that the school district is bad, uh, but you need to you need to take that bad person out. I mean, that person has to be you know accountable to the law and, and stuff. Uh, but before we attack an entire system, let's make sure to let justice play out first and see if we can get you know guilty individuals first. And again, I I, I want to stress this: the per, the the, the, the um, police officer hasn't been charged or convicted yet, so I don't want to try him you know in the media, but you know, if this is the case, take out corrupt individuals first before you think the whole system is bad. Does that make sense? And there can be bad systems. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. Um, I know, for example, um, uh, New Orleans, the police department there uh, was systematically corrupt. So it can't. So large cities can have institutional corruption. That is possible. Um, I don't know that Minneapolis has a history of that, though. That's again, I. It might, but I'm. I don't. I don't. I don't know of it having a re- that reputation. Well, I know that there's a reputation in the Indian community um, as far as the racism among the the uh, police force there in in Minneapolis against the Native community. But that's pretty common. Yeah, and everywhere. that very well maybe. Yeah, and that may. Well, I don't think it's everywhere, but I do think. But like I said, it may be. You know, that may be true. I mean, like I said, I'm not from there. I don't. I don't know. Um, um, and and if there is, like I said, I do know. I, I use the case that I do know, and I knew New Orleans had a systematic corruption. Um, so it is possible. Well, is but this, right now, let's see. Go ahead. Is this one of those situations that the only reason that anybody's being held accountable is because there's video? I mean, that's how, the way it is times, everywhere. How many times is this? I mean, think about this. Going to get you know get swept well, under the rug and how you know get away and, with and again. It? I mean, think about this. That that's the way. That's the way a lot of times things happen. This this is, you know. I know people back, you know, bash the press, and I will too if they get out of hand and are just in it for the money. 
But also the purpose of the press is is sometimes if there is an institutional corruption to to uh, put to shine the light on that. Um, you know, and that's you know that's the plus of having video. The negative on video is is let's make sure to go ahead and still have the trial. Don't let that be the the whole thing. But but the but the plus about having video is is if there is a problem and it's not being addressed is hey now you at least have to have a trial. You know you can't just sweep it under the, under the rug. The video. So, yeah, no, the video does not lie. So why do we have? Why do we have cops that wear body cameras that they can turn off? Most of them won't. Some will. I mean, I would set that would set up a red flag, you know. Um, no, we've seen this, uh, I mean, several times. Like, maybe you can Google it later on and look up how many times that cops no, no, turn no, their it does. body cameras off. Before an arrest or um, before they do something. How is that not yes, a red flag? Yes, I mean, they shouldn't even be able to do that. I, that could be a red flag. That's what I said. I mean, that, I, that's why I said that is a red flag. Um, you know, I don't know what the reason is for turning it off, but it could be just, like you said, corruption and stuff. I mean, it all all depends. I just um, think that they shouldn't even be able to turn their body cameras off at all. Like... I don't know. Do we need to? Do we need to? Like... I don't know. Here's here's why I say I don't know. The reason the reason that it might you might want the option is if there is an invasion of privacy, not for the cop, but for you know if you're if you're afraid. Oh, I'm trying to use it in my own in my own circumstance. Um, if there's an invasion of privacy for the person, maybe that you're arresting. Or something like that, or they want it off. I don't know. So, you know, I don't know why why the option is there. That I can't answer. See, I, I just uh, it doesn't make sense to me at all. But uh, I do. You know, I will say you... this. I will say this for me. This I just use. I'm not a police, but I, but you know, we have um, the option of video and and you know in our classes and all that. I don't like the video in my class. Having said that, I've always allowed every student to tape a video, you know, to tape the class. And the reason why is this, the reason I allow the students, but I don't like, you know, the university doing it, is the students, I don't mind doing it because in that, in that instance, I have the power. So the student, that gives them, that gives them the ability to challenge power. Does that make sense? So yeah. I don't mind students taping. That's a protection for them. I don't like um, administration taping because I'm afraid that they may selectively, uh, you know, I'm not saying they would do this, I'm not saying we're bad, but that they would selectively edit. So I want to make sure to protect myself from, farther abo from power above me. But by the same token, I give the power to the students who are below me. Does that make sense? So what you're saying is brown folks should just wear body cameras at all times and just record the cops when we get stopped? Well, the plus is the the plus on that is is they do have um, you know they have cell phones and that's that's a plus for them and everything. Um, you know, I mean that's yeah. That seems I mean, to be the only thing that's that's holding anybody accountable, holding anybody in check. Well, is, ironically, is, the the know. case that we had talked about a few weeks ago, where the guy where the jogger was shot, you remember that? Yeah. Apparently, the person who uh, filmed that was actually one of the uh, 
one of the people involved in perpetrating that. So, yeah. so sometimes, it, and that and that happens a lot of times too. A lot of times you'll have like some gangbanger or something who will you know post it on online, and that's how they catch them. I mean, that's happen, That happens a lot. Yeah, that's so, usually uh, how people know. get caught. Like trying to you know. Yeah, but this right. guy, this guy actually turned the tape in because he thought it was going to get his buddies out of jail, get them yeah. out of trouble. Yeah. Like that wasn't very but, smart, but you know. No. <laughs> but the thing is that we need to, and this is why I say I don't think, we have to be careful saying there's an epidemic of all this, because, you know, statistics still show most crime, overwhelming percentage of crime is committed within a race. You know, I mean, in other words, most white people are, the overwhelming number of white people are killed by white people. The overwhelming number of black people are killed by black people. The overwhelming number of Native Americans are killed by Native Americans. I mean, which goes to figure because it's who people are around. Um, and so people will say that there's an, and there are, they'll say there's an uptake of hate, of, of, of hate crimes, but you have to look at what is included in hate crime. And verbal, you know, just calling somebody something is now you have more reported. I'm not saying you should call people stuff, but what I'm saying is if it's actual hate crime as in violence, you know, there's no indication that it's, you know, it's, out of control. I mean, any instance is bad. Any instance of murder is bad. Well, I take but it. I take I it like this: if, if you if you are instigating racial propaganda, wearing a wearing a swastika, or uh, you know, speaking a certain tone, where it it makes me feel like I'm threatened, like you're a threat to yeah. me, then then I might defend myself. So well, you know, you know I've what always I'm saying? Said, like, I, I've I'm always just, said I'm, I want to let the racists yeah. know out there, like the the ones who are getting really, um, getting really bold and feel like they can really say anything to anybody and go back to but where they came thing. from. Well, what I'm saying is, is I don't think it's it's worse now than it's been in the past. I think it's less now than in the past because you remember, you know, in the '70s, you'd have like the Nazis march through Skokie, Illinois, and things. Well, yeah, you know, it should, in the '20s and in the '30s, be. the Klan would march through towns. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's worse now than it's ever been. In fact, I think it's less now than it's ever been. I think you know, media portrays it more, but and and this runs both way. I mean, this runs. Let me use it on, on my side. You know. You'll see the rhetoric on the other side too. You'll see these like these these uh, radical white groups that will say, "Oh, you know, and you know, and black people are getting more violent and stuff too, and blah 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 this too." But that's not true either. I mean, it's just I, I think it's just you know, I lived I lived uh, before I taught here. I taught at a historically black university in an overwhelmingly black town and all this, and you know, I was one of the few white people in campus, one of the few white people in that part of town. And I can honestly say I never had any, I never had anybody to, you know, be mean to me because I was white. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it doesn't exist that, you know, that people don't do that. I think, you know, I'm, you know, I've met racists, I've seen them, but I don't think it's the major, I don't think it's the most critical problem that we face right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, you know, it's a if if people are a bigot, that's a problem. But I don't think it's as widespread. And and I'm not you know. And if they are, like I said, that's a problem that needs to be addressed. But I don't think it's as out of control as people think it is. Does that make sense? Well, I I agree with you in the sense that it's not as bad as it used to be. I mean, 
thank God we're not still getting lynched and drugged through the streets or whatever. But that doesn't make it any better that there still is. Oh goodness, no, 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 it's still and, wrong. I mean, no, and and these are this is just proving what everybody's been saying all along is that there are racists in these positions of power in in police forces in um elected officials spots all these places in, in places of power we've we've known that for years but it's just that this it, it seems that videotape is the only thing that can really prove what these people are and well, even and then a lot the of plus. times it's still Trans debated and and, and transparency is always and, like you said transparency is always the answer i mean it's like this it's like if you see this and it's not just racist it's all kinds of stuff and we have you know we have we have um we have drunks we have embezzlers we have rapists we have all kinds of people in positions of power i mean whether you're talking about state legislators or whatever and that's the good thing about you know that's the good thing about sometimes with video being out there now you can kind of catch people um and stuff but i do say you know you also want to make sure to always put things in context. And I think on this one, context was clear. Does that make sense? But, oh, yeah. but the trial will show that, I mean, in everything. But, um, but we do want to make sure, like I said, if you want somebody convicted, let, you know, now that it's out there, now we know it has to be tried. Does that make sense? Um, Definitely. And so let's make sure it's tried. Um, that's, that's the key thing. All right. Well, but, but again, but, but so the proper thing is use this as an, a, 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 to, to shine the light, to get something done, but don't use it as an excuse to riot or things of this nature, just to cause trouble for people that have nothing to do with this. Does that make sense? I mean, always, you know, that you, you want to make sure that the wheels of justice move. All right. Well, we'll we'll see if the wheels of justice actually move on this because we've just seen it not with when it comes to police officers. So we'll see how it comes out. But but, um, but we've seen it here too. I mean, look at the guy you know who was convicted in Oklahoma, who's who's even had his appeals two or three times denied. I mean, you know, yeah. and stuff. I mean, you know, they will convict if they have the evidence. I mean, you know, people are convicted, um, and I think you know that's that's the good thing if you have evidence. That's that's the good thing. All right. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Crow's Nest. Dr. Crow, I want to thank you for stopping by again. And want to thank you, everybody, for joining us. For everybody here at uh, Talk Jive Radio, I'm Thomas the Third saying peace.